Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we bring on Robbie Bennett. Triggering fear and learning how to breathe through and, and let it go. And the more fearful situations I put myself through, the more my tolerance has increased. And as a result, you're really limited in your life to, this isn't true for everybody, but like what your expectations are and what you try for. And a lot of people, it's like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I would fail at that. Or what if I get rejected? And because you're afraid to go for things, you don't try. And so the more you're comfortable with fear, and specifically failure and rejection, the more is available to you because the more you're willing to, to try it. So it's getting comfortable with discomfort really opens the aperture of like what is available to you in life. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Keto Camper, thank you for pressing play today. Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. You can learn more about me over at benazadi.com. Today, we have the CEO of Inward Breath Work. His name is Robbie Bent, and he's going to break down the parasympathetic nervous system versus the sympathetic nervous system. We give a great description and comparison of both of these nervous systems and how one of them is a human being. The other one is a human doing. We talk about self-exploration, facing your fears. We talk about his history, Robbie's history of substance abuse issues and what what he did to change his life. We talk about carbon dioxide through breathing the right way, limbic system, nervous system, nitric oxide, and how to get better sleep, more parasympathetic, better digestion, better brain function, and just better overall health with these simple breathing techniques. Who would have thought that controlling your breath, breathing the right way, could charge you up for the day, cool you down for the night, help you digest food better, and so much more. Robbie has an amazing app called the Other Ship Breathing App. It is such an awesome app with music and guidance and great little sections one minute long, two minute long, 10 minutes long that you could just put on your phone to get you energized for a workout, energized for work, cool down, uh, more parasympathetic, rest and digest before a meal, get you ready for bed, depending on if you want to be up or down. The app makes it very simple for you. So we're going to drop a link down below for the Other Ship Breathing app. I recommend every single one of you go download this app. If you click the link in the show notes down below, you could download it right now, and we'll have a, an amazing conversation. I truly believe if you could really master the balance of the parasympathetic versus the sympathetic nervous system, you are going to thrive with keto, 
and fasting and everything that you're doing out there. This is very important. It is essential. It's not sexy to talk about breathing, right? But it is one of the fundamentals to health. And you're going to learn that today with Robbie. Before I bring on Robbie, I just want to take a second here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from ANNP-Atlanta, titled, Very Informative. I've been binging these episodes. So much valuable information to help me get my keto done better. Ben gives solid advice, lots of tips, all focused on health and nutrition. Thank you for these episodes. And thank you. I'm so glad you're listening and binging. We do put out a lot of episodes. We have a brand new episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So this is going to be, I hope, your go-to keto uh, fasting ancient healing strategy podcast, and we're committed to getting the message out there. So thank you for leaving that rating and review. Thank you for listening. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcast, please do so right now. Just a quick reminder here, I have my upcoming 90-day detox program coming right up in a couple of weeks, and we have five spots left. For 90 days, I'm going to guide you in a small group, intimate setting, teach you how to detox the number one cause of cellular inflammation in your body, toxins, heavy metals such as mercury, lead, and others. And we know detox is in vogue. We know that you go to the grocery store, you go to Whole Foods, there's a whole aisle dedicated to detox. All of that is downstream. Coffee enemas and cleanses and all that. Yeah, that could be helpful, but it's not going to get the metals out from deep within your tissues, especially the hypothalamus pituitary brain tissue. So for 90 days, I'm going to guide a small group here on how to do this the right way. You'll get to work with me in a small intimate setting for group coaching calls on Zoom with me, along with an online portal with videos from Dr. Dan Pompa, Dr. Mindy Pels, and many, many others that I get to work with. If you want to be one of the five spots left, the link to learn more, watch a video, and get signed up for it is ketocampdetox.com. We include all the supplements and testing kits as well with the price of the program, ketocampdetox.com. Before I bring on Robbie Bent, let's take a minute here to get to the episode sponsor. I always say structure trumps intention. You could have all the best intentions in the world, but if you don't have the structure in place, it's going to be very difficult to get the amazing keto and fasting results that you want. If you are on the go traveling and you don't want to think about what can you eat to help you feel satisfied and to help you continue getting results on your keto journey, for me, my structure when I'm on the go when I'm traveling and when I want to have something nearby that's a healthy snack, my go-to is Paleo Valley's beef sticks. Paleo Valley beef sticks are the perfect gut-friendly, clean protein snack for on the go. And if you have children, this is one of the best things to give your kids. These beef sticks are 100% grass-fed and finished by farmers right here in the United States. They contain naturally occurring probiotics, which helps increase the diversity in your gut. It contains organic spices. It has high concentrations of omega-3 fatty acids, elevated levels of conjugated linoleic acid, which we know is an antioxidant and also could enhance your body's ability to burn fat. It contains vitamins and minerals, elevated concentrations of glutathione, which is your body's master antioxidant, and it's good for the environment. They have flavors that range from original to garlic summer sausage, regular summer sausage, 
jalapeno, teriyaki, and they also have turkey sticks available as well. They taste so good that I usually go through three or four, and I think I might set the record for eating almost 10 Paleo Valley beef sticks. Maybe somebody out there has eaten more than me in one sitting. You know, me and my fiance, Natasia, we're always fighting over these beef sticks in our house. We go into the pantry and I hear her unwrapping it and I'm like, hey, are you eating one of my beef sticks? <laughs> they are delicious. And since you are a avid listener of the Keto Camp Podcast, we worked out an exclusive deal for you to get 15% off your entire order of Paleo Valley products. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. Okay, let's have a fun conversation. Sit back, relax, and enjoy and breathe and enjoy this conversation. I'm excited to bring on Robbie Bent, who's the co-founder and CEO of Inward Breathwork. Before Inward, Robbie was the founder of two tech companies in Romley and Envy Energy and an employee at Ethereum. Based in Toronto, Robbie has a sauna and cold bath in his backyard and garage. He also has a facility where he teaches people how to do this the right way. He's doing incredible work. Here's Robbie Bent. Robbie Bent, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast, brother. Thanks, Ben. Happy to be here. You are doing some cool things. We were just talking offline for a bit, and we'll get into some of the, the breath work, the apps, the physical locations you have and are coming to America as well. And we'll get into the parasympathetic nervous system versus the sympathetic nervous system and nitric oxide, limbic system, all cool things. But before we get there, Robbie, your story is pretty incredible and inspirational. If you could go back to a time where you were struggling with a few things in your life and, and what happened along the way to get to where you are now. That's a great place to start is, you know, the, the bottom. <laughs> um, and so just to, to paint a picture, you know, uh, 28, I'd been working for four years on this startup, I had 100 people working for me, my parents had invested, friends had put in like millions of dollars, my entire income was tied up. And for two years, the last two years, it really wasn't working. And so this just like, consistent anxiety, of what's going to happen when this thing fails, you know, and like, where's my paycheck going to come from? How am I going to live? What am I going to tell my friends? What are people going to think of me? And just this nervous, this nervous feeling. And so, I, you know, over those last two years, I ended up having to fire, you know, 100 people. Wow. Uh, the company failed, you know, very like embarrassing to talk to this friend who lost the money. Personally, I had to sell my car and move out of my apartment and move back in with my parents. And so I was at this space 28 and felt like a, a, a failure for the first time in life, like really feeling like a, a loser, I guess, for lack of a better term. And so when was that? What year? I was like 2016, 2014, no, 2014-ish, 2014, 2015. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So like 2014, 2015. And so um, just didn't know what I was going to do in life. Thought like, hey, I don't really have any skills. Even though, uh, you know, you actually learn a lot when you're running a business, you, you don't necessarily know that you're learning, but it was like, oh, what, you know, I have this random weird job of founder in this uh, industry I wasn't passionate about. It was a telecom company that I was just like trying to make money. And when that didn't work, I was also struggling with addiction. And so I really, really love stimulation. 
I could work really long hours. I love, I used to love partying, going out, being social. I love sports. I would love like things that like, like excitement. If I watch TV, I could binge Netflix for a whole weekend. So <laughs> I also like alcohol and drugs uh, for me, like just love drug use and from high school through university. And when things at the company went really bad, that's what I turned to. I had no mental practices. And even though I knew a lot about health, like I've done keto and been into fasting and, and, you know, exercise for, for more than a decade, maybe two decades now and would be healthy during the week. And then on the weekend, wouldn't know what to do to go out, you know, have a couple glasses of wine and that would lead to liquor and that would lead to cocaine. And I would disappear for, for two days and it got worse and worse as I got older from, you know, kind of 23 to about 28. Um, and so I'm in this place, living in my parents' basement, you know, no money, can't afford to go out for dinner and uh, doing drugs and <laughs> it just like really feeling like I was in uh, in a rut. And so that that was sort of where the, the journey got started. And and when you were in that rut, what changed for you? Like how did you, what was the first step to get out of that rut? It was slow and steady. Like I just felt at the time, like just my heart was broken. You know, I felt like there's, when I woke up in the morning, like there's nothing I'm going to be able to do to overcome this. Like, like how is it just felt there was no doorway, you know, I didn't, didn't know what to do. And so I'd read, uh, you know, the four hour work week and I got yeah. pretty into Tim Ferriss and I just thought like, okay, if I can master my morning routine, at least like that's something I can control. I can wake up. I can, I can do that. And so through that, I learned about like gratitude journal and meditation, simple stuff, some headspace, but it kind of opened my eyes to, Hey, there, there might be some power in some of these practices. And it also opened my eyes to like, I need to change my environment. And so if you're struggling and you're listening, like how is it possible to change your environment radically? It makes it easier to implement new behaviors. And so I moved to Israel, which, you know, again, I don't have kids at the time and had no ties. And so it was, was a easy thing to do in some ways, but in others, you know, I don't speak Hebrew. I'm not Jewish. I went out there, I had a job opportunity with like somebody who invested in my startup and I lived out there for a year, you know, alone and, and just sort of started to reshape my, my personality. And, and there, like, I, you know, stopped using drugs. I got into meditation. I'd heard about this thing called a Vipassana retreat. And so it's 10 hours of meditation a day for 10 days, very strict schedule, no talking, just sitting, breathing in, in almost one position for this entire time. And it was the first time I started to notice these feelings of like, why was it important to me to be successful? Why was I working so hard? Why did I want to make money and take risks? Why was I using drugs in the first place? A lot of that stuff runs on autopilot. And so for people listening, you wake up and you get into the fight or flight, which we're going to talk about. You have your coffee, you check your phone, boom, dopamine hit. I'm in it. You know, I check Slack. What's my email saying? And, you know, you're, you're not thinking about anything else. You're just in it. You're executing. You're productive. You're taking your kids somewhere. You're, you know, you're doing tasks. And that's, 99% of people's lives. And so if you heard that resonates with you, you know, that's kind of where we all are. And as a result, it becomes very difficult to be in the other side of the nervous system, the, the parasympathetic state, which is where we find meaning, emotion, you know, like think about when you're eye gazing or laughing or cuddling or having sex or eating, you're feeling right. And you're noticing these emotions that are coming up, we call it like emotional regulation, just the ability to understand how you feel. And I had zero of that. I was burnt out working. And, and if you don't understand how you feel, you're not going to know how you act or why you act. So it becomes so difficult to make change without awareness. And so that meditation retreat for me, while it's like, sounds insane, most people are probably <laughs> like, what are you talking like 100 hours, I could never do that. 
And the reality is meditation is so hard, right? Like it's really hard habit. Most of my, like nine out of 10 people are like, yeah, I tried calm. I had it on my phone. I used it a bit. It was a struggle. And it's because it's not normal to sit and become aware of your thoughts and the feedback cycle can take a long time. And while it's amazingly beneficial, it was just really tough. And so when I did that retreat, it's like two years of headspace or calm in, in 10 days. And so, you know, you're, you're, you're learning the skill of like what it should feel like. And so that sort of started my, my transformation while I was there. I, you know, learned about breath, obviously, and then psychedelic medicines, did a ayahuasca retreat shortly after that I was invited to. And from that point on, using those two techniques, I've actually been sober ever since. And they were really powerful for me having these deep dive psychedelic journeys every once in a while. And then this daily meditation practice, which then became a breathwork practice. And so, you know, to kind of end that story or that segment, after that, I joined the Ethereum Foundation really early on, found financial success, and it was a complete 180. I met my wife. And I attribute a lot of that like success and hard work to, you know, being sober, being happy, uh, being aware of my thoughts and emotions. And I was like, I really want to teach these skills to others. And, and that's how I kind of got into breathwork and ice baths and saunas. Uh, really, really fascinating journey. There's a lot to unpack there. First of all, 10 hours a day for 10 days, 100 hours in 10 days. How was that on day one? Like the first five hours? Was it challenging for you? Or did you like ease right into it? Like what were those first few hours? Like? No, there's, there's no easing. And, <laughs> and I've done it four times. And so you, you know, every time I'm like, Oh, I'm like 10 is not going to be enough. I'm ready. And then you get there. And it's like, Oh, man, this is hard. Like, I have points you want to leave. And the first night, like, no matter how much practice you've had, and people are like, Oh, I need to like, you know, ease into it. And it doesn't really matter how much you've been practicing, the difficulty is still the same. And so you sit for that first like two hours in the evening. And after 15 minutes, it's just how am I going to sit here for two hours, let alone like the 100 hours across the 10 days. And, and so as you go more times, you become more used to it. But that feeling of like, fear, like, wow, my body's not going to be able to handle this. It's so uncomfortable. And you do start to ease into it like two to three days more so, but the first few hours are, are nuts. Every time, especially when you, you hand in your phone at the start and you're kind of waiting around. And so just sitting, waiting around without your phone, it's like people, it goes back to this nervous system state and regulating your state. We're always turned up, turned on. Like when are yeah. you bored? You know, and in your day, how, how many times have, let's say even a three minute or one minute period where you're just sitting, you know, it's like, look for your phone, start doing work, watch TV. Like there's so much stimulation. So it's such a nice pattern interrupt just to like slow the amount of stimulation you have. Yeah, it is. It is. And you're, you're right. This is a dopamine nation and people are checking their phone. I read a stat that the average American is scrolling on their phone enough times in one day with their finger to climb the Empire State Building. Like that's a lot of damn scrolling and that's a lot of dopamine hits and you become more um, resistant to the dopamine, similar to like an insulin resistance and you just need more dopamine hits and more. But what Robbie's saying is having these intentional delegated times where you're to yourself, eliminating the phones, eliminating the dopamine hits, you kind of reset that. that some, some people call it like dopamine fasting where you have an entire day. Similar to your 10-day your uh, uh, meditation retreat, that's a huge dopamine fast there. So um, when you mentioned sympathetic versus parasympathetic, I, I like for people to understand this really, really well, because when we think about, I, I love Dr. Wayne Dyer's work. Are you familiar with Dr. Dyer? No. So Dr. Wayne Dyer is, is a brilliant man. He's passed away now, but he talks about human beings versus human doings. 
<laughs> so if we're sympathetic, 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 we're human doings. We're not being, we're not feeling, we're not experiencing. And you mentioned like when you're in the parasympathetic, you are feeling, you are being, you're experiencing, you're getting the oxytocin, you're living, I believe God's living it through you and experiencing that through you. So how do we transition more so on the parasympathetic side? And how do we do it with breath work specifically? What are some easy things that we get started with? Super interesting. The breath controls our autonomic nervous system and it works both ways. So if you are afraid, you have an emotional response, that emotional response is going to dictate your breath. You're going to start breathing through your chest. You're going to start breathing faster. When you're naturally calm, you will breathe slower, but it works in the reverse. So you can actually use your breath to trigger your state. And so what that means is, is I like to think about the sympathetic as like up, right? And so we'll just call it up. And so that's gas pedal, you know, coffee. So that is available. And then the parasympathetic is, is down. So that's the break. And that's, you know, anti-anxiety, clarity, relaxation, gratitude, happiness, feeling, emotion, meaning. And so there's, there's many ways to switch like all breath work. And so you may have heard box breathing, coherent breathing, transformational breathing, Wim Hof method, TUMO, holotropic breathing. All of these boil down to fast breathing, rapid breathing, you know, uh, this up or slow breathing, this down is shifting between state. And there's a little more to it than that, but, but just that's what you can think about is what I can do with my breath is shift my state on command in less than five minutes. So if I need energy in the morning, sympathetic breathing, gas pedal, boom, I can increase focus, become in the zone, beat procrastination, replace my morning coffee, have this like this, this energy. And this is like Wim Hof. You may see these people outside, like pumping themselves up for, yeah. for ice water and I can get in the science, but then parasympathetic is the opposite. And some, some nice techniques or versions of this, the parasympathetic nerves are in the bottom of the lung. And so to shift into a parasympathetic state, you might've heard of like, you know, four, seven, eight breathing, which is inhale four, hold seven, exhale eight, pioneered by Dr. Andrew Weil. You may have heard of box breathing, which Navy SEALs use for focus. So it's like in four, hold four, out four, hold four, like a box. And what you're doing with these slow breathing, another one is, is Boteco, which is reducing the amount of oxygen you're inhaling, reducing the amount of carbon dioxide you're exhaling as a result, allowing more carbon dioxide to build up in the body. And so all, what all these methods have in common, you're breathing deep into the lungs where the parasympathetic nerve system is. And so you see they're like really slow inhales through the nose, Inhale increases inspiration energy and even longer exhales. So funny enough, the best way to get into the parasympathetic nervous system is by lengthening the exhale and including breath retention, like little holds. Mm. So you might hear a therapist being like, oh, you know, you are this like mis misconception of if you're nervous, like take a big deep yeah, breath. All yeah, the time. Completely wrong, right? Like big <laughs> breath in increases the heart rate. It actually boosts energy um, and heart rate, as yeah. mentioned. And so you, you really, if you're nervous, the best thing you can do is just like, we'll call it a rule of like three, rule of five, but like three long, slow exhales with retention. So breathe through the nose, nice, long, slow exhale. Little five second hold at the end. Another breath in. Nice, long, slow exhale for everyone listening. And if you do that three times, like you can feel your state shift, right? And so it's amazing. Like if we're just having this conversation and you put one hand on your belly, one hand on your chest, and you just take a deep breath into the belly, like 
Just a nice long slow. You can feel the tension in your shoulders drop, you know, and it's as simple as that. And so parasympathetic breathing is, is slowing the exhale, uh, increasing breath retention, reducing the amount of oxygen. And as a result, you'll move into that parasympathetic system. And so you can do that before uh, eating, which is fantastic. It's going to help with digestion. Oh, yeah. It's going to Great increase tip. blood flow yep. to the organs. You can do it uh, after work. So for me, like 14 hours a day, I'm on my computer, I'm on Zoom, I'm building a business, I'm an email. I don't, I'm not even a human being. I'm so jacked up on like coffee and even with these practices. And, you know, so like I shut my computer, it's like, I'm going to go talk with my wife and I, I don't feel anything. And so I can do like five minutes box breathing, you know, and just I convert back into that like feeling I'm in my body and my, my emotions. And so it's fantastic in between like a high stress situation and wanting to relax to prepare you for like a social engagement. And then before bed, if you're like, mind's racing, you, know, you can focus on your breathing and where meditation at night, a lot of people are like, I'm just thinking about what I have to do tomorrow. This is a way where you put on music, you breathe to this pattern. And there's just tons of evidence that breathing in this, these particular patterns, like coherent breathing is another, uh, reduces resting heart rate, significantly increases heart rate variability, which is like our number one metric for resilience. So there's just like tons of scientific evidence. So the question then is like, how do you get people to actually do this, to spend the 10 minutes? And so on our app, we have this really clever hack where we have music for walking and for cooking at the specific breath patterns or for working. And so you're working and you just breathe along at the specific rate for you. So whether it be, and we can get into the specific styles, but some type of slow or down session, which we have every day, can help you in any of these situations. And it's just, it's mind blowing the changes in people's overall health and mental state. Yeah, and I was uh, actually using the app before we we hopped on here. And I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, very professional, first and foremost. The audio sounds great. The music sounds great. The visuals sound great. I actually have it right here on my phone. And what I was looking at was a couple of things. I knew I was caught hopping on here with you. So I knew that I wanted to energize myself. So I did one to kind of energize myself. And then I'm like, all right, now that I energize myself, I'm going to see if I could calm myself down and do some... So then I did the uh, one that calmed me down, which was it says down and then there's up. So you explain it the same way. And then I felt more relaxed. I'm like, okay, now I want to try something else. I went to this altitude lounge and it's like this funky little room where I'm listening to music and breathing. This helps me because I know a lot of this stuff that you're explaining, not to your extent, but I, I, I've interviewed like Patrick McEwen and I've read his books and James Nestor and all that. But even knowing it, sometimes I'm like, all right, maybe not today. All right. But when I have, if I have something like this, I could just say, all right, let me just open up the app and select one thing. And then for the next three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, I'm going to just dedicate myself to that app. And I don't even have to think about it. I'm just going to follow along with it. So I love the app. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. 
And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden, your fat-burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy, so you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. The app, by the way, is called Mothership Breathing App, right? Othership. Othership with an O. Yeah. Uh, Othership. Oh, why did I say Mothership? I had Mothership in my notes. Othership, excuse me, which is on Apple. It's on Google. So where can they get it? Well, we're going to put a link down below, but why did you create it? And how do people use the app? Yeah. So the idea, you know, we're really obsessed with these peak experiences and a peak experience can happen through breath work. It's, it's kind of for people listening, like flow state, you know? And so we were always like, how do we help people get into flow state? And so like saunas, ice baths, these things that almost create a state of fear and a, a sympathetic state shift that then teaches you to master your emotional resilience and shift to parasympathetic. So try to like use peak experiences to teach people that can shift their state and stop or quiet the thinking mind. It was like, we've been working on this stuff for, for years. And so during the pandemic, we were doing breath work in a little garage on a residential street and just having our friends over for ice bath, sauna, breath work sessions. That's cool. And you know, we had a community of thousands of people that would show up, you know, 40, 50 people a day. And it was like what they did for their mental health and for like to find belonging and like friendship and hang out without alcohol. And we had these amazing breathwork sessions where you'd have live music and, you know, many facilitators and like kind of like parties after without alcohol. And then during COVID, we started doing them on Zoom. And so it's a family business, myself, my wife, like three of our best friends. And we just, every week we would do like many sessions and people were asking on YouTube, like, can you put on the recordings? And got to a point where we'd made 50 and we're like, wow, I wonder if people will pay for this. So we, we made a little course and people paid. And then, you know, sure enough, the, the they were like, oh, this course is shit. like, I can't log in. And, you know, it's like, I'm using it every day. There's too much content. And so we thought like, oh, maybe we could build an app. And so we got all this advice, got a ton of help, went to like different you know, entrepreneur schools and stuff like that. And uh, this is our passion. Like this is what helped me deal with addiction and stay sober was having like a community and these activities I could do instead of alcohol. And it was amazing. Like during COVID, we created fear release sessions, right? And people who couldn't even like open the door when a delivery guy would come, wouldn't even leave their house for six months, would do some of these deeper fear release sessions and, and conquered their fear and I'd get messages like this changed my life. You know, I'm no longer addicted. I'm like, I'm no longer afraid. I'm doing better at my job. And it just really felt right. So we, we decided like, okay, let's build this app. And so we built the app. We launched it a few months ago. And, and like, it's like all my dreams are coming true. You know, Ben Greenfield posted the other day, like this is his favorite app and he's using it. And that's like one of my health heroes is somebody like when I was at my lowest, I got advice from and this feels so good to like be in this and doing something that's helping a lot of people. And I found so many people struggling with meditation and just thought like, Hey, maybe this is a way 
that makes it fun. Like you said, exactly like you said, right? Like, ah, I know I should do this. I should breathe properly, but just putting on headphones, quick content that's five minutes long with like a song you like that feels like very good production value felt special. Um, so we built that. And then we've also launched, um, we stuck with our dream during COVID and we launched a new space with the 50 person sauna and four ice baths <laughs> with the idea that you come and do breathwork classes in this space. And then at night you hang out instead of, you know, it's kind of like a Soho house vibe where it feels cool and um, welcoming and like well-designed, but then it's, it's healthy. Yeah. So that's in, and the, the location you have is in Toronto, but you have plans to expand to the U S so share a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Like my goal for this or our, our team's goal is to really solve the loneliness epidemic. And there's this interesting stat that, I mean, it sounds insane, right? Like who's going to do that? But that's really like with the rise in cell phones, this increase in fight or flight state that, you know, and overwhelm everyone's feeling the number of close friends, the average person has in North America has went from three to 0.8. So that means most people don't even have a single close friend. And I've just seen it in like my own community of like always on the phone, isolated, COVID made it 10 times worse. Yeah. Is I really want to provide people with space to like feel their emotions, regulate them and do it in community. And so our vision is to have one of these in every city. We're looking at spaces now in Austin and and New York and but every city in the US and then an app where you can go and people you did class with, you can talk to them, you can meet them. So if you're in New York and you you know, you go to LA, like, boom, you can find your tribe and like, go do hot cold with them in the space and hang out. And the whole idea is like, this giant community of people that are like pushing for mental wellness, pushing for more meaning in their life, want to feel good. And so just our whole team is really inspired to just create something like that, that's going to help people feel connected. It's great. So it's a very worthy ideal. I love that. And that's a sad stat 0.8. You know, you're right, COVID made things worse. And Everything is now politicized and polarized. And now you have the metaverse coming out. It's like, we got to put a dent in this because the metaverse scares me <laughs> in many, many ways. Um, so anyways, that's awesome. We're going to put a link for your app, Othership, down below in the podcast notes. But I, I want to talk a little bit more with you about... Because you mentioned earlier, and this is a great tip that Robbie said, and in case you missed it, Doing this breath work to activate the vagal tone, the parasympathetic before eating a meal could be a great way to get more from that meal. So could you talk about that? How is doing the breath work, especially the parasympathetic side of it, going to help you digest food better? Absolutely. Like really, really simple. So when you, and for everyone to understand, imagine you're walking down like a dark alley, right? And you're afraid and like you hear a noise like boom, cat jumps out immediately your mind thinks, hey, this could be dangerous. Blood flow rushes to the brain away from the organs and to the muscles. So you're like ready to, to fight, to flee. And so that's happening to you every time you look at your phone in the morning, you know, you get a message like you're five minutes late for the call, like bam. And so as a result, you're not getting the blood flow you need to your digestive organs, right? Your digestive system is like, not like effectively turned off, but in a simple way, let's say it's not operating as effectively. So when you sit and do five minutes, four minutes of slow breathing, long, slow exhales with some retentions, you're sending, you're triggering that parasympathetic state, you're sending blood flow from the brain and muscles to the organs, preparing yourself for meal for digestion. So it's actually like recommended to do that style of breathing before you eat and then eat without looking at your phone and with stimulation, because you're kind of giving your body mixed signals. And so especially for people who are worried about like diet inflammation, all this stuff, 
know, one of the best things you can do is be aware when you're eating. And so the best way to be aware is to get out of the state of just like thinking and being frantic. And if you think of how an ancestor would eat, you know, a thousand years ago, you'd be hunting, you would stop, you would eat together in a group. There'd be no distraction. There was no TV, no phones. And so you're confusing your body by trying to sit at your desk, eat your sandwich, look at your emails, you know, in your emails, eating your sandwich, not chewing properly, not chewing enough, which actually also impacts your, your breathing, um, which we can talk about. But that is why I think it's really nice to try to move into parasympathetic state before eating. Yeah. And if you're constipated, you, you're too much sympathetic, probably. Think about what Robbie just said. If you're in that alleyway and something spooks you and you get that fight or flight response or you're in just chronic stressful response, your body doesn't want to eliminate meaning going to the restroom and pooping the body wants to fight or flight it doesn't care about losing the bathroom right now so getting into parasympathetic could also help with digestion it could help with constipation because the question i get asked a lot robbie especially when i do my lives is i hit a plateau on keto or i hit a weight loss plateau i hit a weight loss stall my answer is always the same okay if you hit a stall let's look at the fundamentals and make sure the fundamentals of health are optimized sleep stress and movement. So what we're talking about here is actually all of it, but it's primarily the stress part. Because if you're too sympathetic, you're getting higher levels of cortisol. What follows cortisol is glucose. What follows glucose is insulin. And if you want to be in ketosis, when that goes up, ketones drop. So what are some other things we can do here? Doing this before eating a meal. You mentioned doing this before bed. So in the app specifically, what are some go-tos you would recommend for eating before eating a meal and before bed? So literally anything in the down section, like they're all geared The down is just all parasympathetic breathing styles and just kind of choose one that you like based on the time that you have. And so three minutes is better than no minutes. But sometimes you may want an 18 minute where you're breathing and doing a body scan before bed, like relaxing the tension in your muscles. I think if you want to stack, a lot of people often do stack with no eating close to falling asleep, because that's going to impact your breathing and then your sleep. And so what happens when you eat acidic foods, especially like, you know, that Uber Eats order, which I'm guilty of if people are, are listening, especially if I'm stressed, your body needs to regulate its pH balance. And as a result, it starts over breathing, letting go of carbon dioxide, which can cause dehydration in the evening. So if you wake up, it can cause both mouth breathing and dehydration. So when you're breathing through your mouth, you're not absorbing the amount of oxygen that you, you need. Um, so you just really want to avoid eating before bed. And you'll, you can notice if your mouth breathing, if you wake up and your mouth is dry, it's like a good rule of thumb, it might be like, hey, your, your mouth breathing. And so even, you know, one thing you can try is mouth taping, which Patrick McGeehan probably talked about yeah. when he was on the, on I the do show. It every, I do it every night too. It's amazing. So that can that can help your resting heart rate, your HRV, like that simple mouth taping, not eating before bed, and then breathing in a coherent pattern which is usually like it changes per person, but it's in the range of like six seconds in, six seconds out. And James Nestor talks about, about this, like the perfect breath in his book. So I would say any of these down sessions on the app combined with not eating like two to three hours before bed, especially not acidic forming foods like fast food is going to help with inflammation, breathing patterns, sleep, dehydration, uh, all the above. And so that's like just such a good place to start is kind of owning your evening. Because if you own your evening, when you wake up, your willpower will be significantly better because you had a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. And so if you're trying to change that little habit, I would say if you even like bonus points, you can stack with no TV and blue light. And so you probably talk about that. But 
it's like, how am I getting to sleep in a good way? And so turning off my computer at a specific time, doing a breath work to like shift into my parasympathetic, relaxing, going for a walk, whatever it is. And then before bed, you can do one more to help you get to sleep, use your mouth tape, and like you'll be good to go. And then you'll feel better in the morning. It's easier to stick to your habits. Such an important tip because yeah, like you said, you're, you're going to feel better in the morning. You're going to get to start your day without having to rely on a stimulant. You're going to win that morning to win the day. But also you get a lot of amazing things that happen during sleep. The glymphatic system is activated. You're burning fat. You're detoxing. You're repairing. You're restoring. And if you're not getting quality sleep because A, you're eating too close to bed or B, your mouth breathing or stimulation before bed, that's going to cause an issue with everything that you're doing with keto and fasting, etc. So that's a pro tip right there. If you're anything like me, you spend a lot of money on supplements each month. Have you ever thought these supplements are actually working for you? Are they attaching to your receptor sites and helping your cells do a specific job? What if you're not getting enough minerals? Or what if you have too much of something creating an imbalance in other minerals? Knowing this will not only save you money, but it'll also improve your health so you could balance out the vitamins and minerals that you really need. With that being said, how the heck do you know if you have a mineral imbalance? What I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that at the comfort of your home. In this case, I'm talking about my friends over at Upgraded Formulas and their upgraded hair test kit and consultation. When you discover the truth here and what's going on with your body, you can vanquish any of those hidden deficiencies that are affecting your metabolism, thyroid, adrenals, mental performance, endurance, strength, and sleep, just to name a few. I've had Barton Scott on the show before, and he gave a masterclass on minerals. How this works is simple. You are sent a test kit, and you use some of your hair. You just cut off a short piece of your hair. It could be on your head or pubic hair. You send it back to them, and they have your results. They also offer a consultation to go over your results with you. It's simple, it's effective, and it's one of the best tests to know if what you're doing is working for you or not. If you'd like to get your hands on their deficiency test and consultation, head to UpgradedFormulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 to receive 15% off your entire order. That is UpgradedFormulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below. So the down part of the app is for that parasympathetic. The up, of course, is more for energizing. So if you wanted to exercise, you'd hit that up button to get in more of like an energetic state, correct? So the up is creating a fight or flight response. And so it's, you know, as I mentioned in that alley example, you're sending blood flow to the brain, you're getting prepared, you know, you're increasing it like alertness. And so you're actually increasing norepinephrine in the brain. And so that's a neurotransmitter for like mood, attention, vigilance. So this is like, you know, your afternoon coffee, your, your morning routine, you're hyping yourself up and you're creating a, and this is the difference between breathing and, and meditation. Breathing is about shifting your state where meditation is about focus and awareness on your, of your thoughts and emotions. And so for many shifting state, it's like, okay, I, I drink coffee now to shift my state. You know, I get that. Okay, I can do that with breathing. Like I'm going to try that in the afternoon and maybe reduce my caffeine intake. So just think of that as like up or down. And so we have amazing morning routine tracks that combine, you know, some up breathing with uh, gratitude practice, all with good music. So it's like your morning routine, you pop on six minutes, boom, shifted my state up. I thought a little bit about something that I'm grateful for today. I'm ready to go. The third 
reason you might use breathing or buckets we call explore. So imagine like up, down and explore. And this is where the name Othership comes from. It's, it's using these peak experiences that take you on a journey. And so it's not a spaceship, it's not a mothership, it's just an other ship. And it's like kind of the ship you want to take, you know, where do you want to journey to? And that sort of signifies these deeper experiences. And so when you're breathing out so much carbon dioxide through this up style of breathing, what happens your blood vessels constrict and the amount of oxygen that's delivered to the brain slows. As a result, your limbic system gets all kinds of signals and your like sense of self, sense of time distorts the part of your brain that's like, I'm not good enough. I have all these tasks. It slows and quiets. And as a result, it's believed that your body starts to process stored emotion, right? You get like really into the body and, and started to let go. And so some people talk about using this to prepare for psychedelic experiences. But what it's really great for is like this idea of regulating emotions, which is feeling into stuck emotions and letting them go. And so I've seen just like people, you know, 30 minutes of this style of breathing, and they're, they're crying, they're like, it's really great if you're grieving loss of a partner or family member, if you've lost your job, if you're feeling shame, if you've just got a, a breakup, if you're moved, if you're not feeling confident, it's a really great way to shut down the overactive thinking mind and start to process these emotions and let them go. So if you're feeling like, man, I'm just stuck, I feel awful. This is like, for me, what really helped when I was in those throes of addiction is just like, like actually releasing, like letting go of these challenging things that we like tend to hold on to. So that's the third reason you might want to use breathwork is to regulate emotions, which just means like feeling into them and letting them go. That's very interesting. What is the, uh, the current cost of the app right now? The app is uh, $19 a month, but we also have a scholarship program. And so accessibility is pretty important to us. So we copied Sam Harris in that way, where it's a premium product. But there is a scholarship option if you can't afford it. So you can DM me on Twitter. My, my DMs are open. Happy to gift you with a membership if you want to test it out and affordability is an issue. That's awesome. What is your Twitter handle? At uh, Robbie Bent one. At Robbie Bent one. We'll put that down below. Um, so you've done ayahuasca. You've done a 10-day meditation retreat to get 100 hours of meditation. I remember you saying as I was studying for this that there was a point of your life, and maybe you're still doing this, that you had fears and you said, I'm going to go towards the fears. I'm going to, everything that I'm scared of, I'm going to go towards. So what sparked that? And then what are some other things you did to conquer fears? So I think I... I... When I was at my low, this low point, and you know, I think Tools of Titans was around that time. It might have been a bit before, a bit after, but it, I had read that, and like Tim Ferriss made a huge impact on me. And one of the interviews was with Jamie Foxx, and he's like, "What's on the other side of fear?" You know, and it's like nothing. And I just thought, okay, well, my life—I was scared of bullies in high school. I was scared of like what my parents were going to think if I took, didn't take a job in finance. I was scared of like not having any money. And like, I was scared of like girls, not like, I just felt always like fear of what are people going to think? It was just like, even since I was a little kid, I was like scared of monsters and stuff. So just, you know, in like the basement with the darkness. And I actually went and lived in a cave for eight days in complete darkness, like this year, which we can get, get as wow. well. But, but it, it was this idea that, okay, I've been afraid. I want to change. Okay. What's on the other side of fear that like really hit home. And so it's just like, I'm going to just start trying harder and harder things. And notice what my response is in those situations. And that, you know, there's this like idea of a fear setting to deal with fear. And there's this idea of like ex small exposure to conquer fear. And so it's, you know, if you're afraid of heights, can you 
look off a balcony on story one? Can you look off a balcony on story five? Can you do like a glass floor walk in a building? Can you skydive? Can you skydive 10 times? And eventually with enough exposure, you gain mastery over fear. And fear is really, fear and excitement are really the same things. It's a ramping up of the sympathetic nervous system. And so I just found it really interesting in putting myself in these like really hard situations and watching how the body responded. And even in the dark retreat, it was like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Like, I know something's not going to grab me, but like it's pitch black. I can't see. It's cold. I'm in this cave. Like by yourself. Yeah. Uh, this is crazy. And you know, what if somebody grabs me and then you just have to breathe through it. And so you're triggering fear and learning how to breathe through and, and let it go. And so the more, the more fearful situations I've put myself through, the more my tolerance has increased. And as a result, you're really limited in your life to, this isn't true for everybody, but like, what your expectations are and what you try for. And a lot of people, it's like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I would fail at that. Or what if I get rejected? And because you're afraid to go for things, you don't try. And so the more you're comfortable with fear and specifically failure and rejection, the more is available to you because the more you're willing to, to try. Like, you know, I'll do things that are just insane. People are like, what do you know? Like, that's never going to work. And okay, fine. You know, I'm guys more confident now. Uh, with being exposed to these situations where I feel super uncomfortable. So it's getting comfortable with discomfort really opens the aperture of like what is available to you in life. Yeah, that's very uh, inspirational. I, I love that you do that. It's a, it's a great lesson just to live your life. It doesn't have to be as extreme as living in a cave for a few days. But you know, that one or two things that you're fearing. Joseph Campbell said, and this is literal to you, the cave you fear to enter holds the, the treasure that you seek, right? And it's, uh, and that could be the smallest thing. It could be, okay, I always go to the grocery store and there's this woman there, the cashier that I'm, I always want to talk to. And I'm just, you know, the conditioning kicks in. Uh, I'm too ugly or whatever. And one day you say, you know what? I'm going to have that conversation with her. It's like, that's the cave that you just entered. And it, and it isn't until you do that consistently with your fears that you start to actually be a human being, become a human being instead of a human doing. Because when we get those thoughts, Robbie, that you can't do this, you're too ugly, you're too stupid, whatever it is, it has nothing to do with you or your potential. It's all about your conditioning. It's these paradigms that we want to become aware of and then just choose a better thought, choose something that's going to serve a better decision because you cannot escape a prison if you don't know you're in one. And a lot of people are in mental prisons and I love that you do this activity. It's actually inspiring me to be more um, outgoing with my fears. Uh, perfect example, I was just in Mexico, Tulum, actually two weeks ago. Uh, and I was at a mastermind with some of the doctors I work with. And we were going to the cenotes, me and my fiance. And one of the cenotes was <laughs> underground in this cave. And I used to have a lot of claustrophobia, a lot of like, I used to panic in small spaces to the point where I did the small little things to go in an elevator, go in an elevator with two people. If I, and I've gotten through a lot of that, but I haven't done something like this. And I ended up not doing it. I, I'm saying, yeah, you know what? It's not worth it to me to do this. You guys do it. And my fiance did it. And she said it was one of the best experiences she had. It made her trip. And I'm like, damn, I should have done it. And now you're sharing this. It's like, I should have done it. And that's a learning experience for me. So I love that you shared that, dude. Thanks. Thanks. And then, I, you know, one point on that is now I've kind of almost taken it too far. And my, and it's, it's interesting because like, yeah, you can go and like that for me was all I had to hold on to because I was like at my low and an addict. and was like, okay, if I can do this, like my life's I'm going to be happy, you know? And now I've gotten to a point where that's no longer what's driving me. And now I have this problem with balance. And so 
it's not anymore like how hardcore can I get because I'm actually like living in those situations that are fearful. Now it's, can I be present and enjoy the small moments that are mundane and day to day? And so instead of like having to go and skydive to conquer fear, can I just be, you know, present in the park, going for a walk, looking at the sunshine. And so that is now something new I'm trying is like being more accepting and like surrendering in the mundane. And so for people listening, like, you know, it doesn't have to be fear, you know, it's like, where are you at in your life? And what is holding you back? And when one thing works, lean into that, but let it be for you. Um, so I don't want the, the message to just be like, I need to conquer fear. It's like, that's, for me was something that was bothering me. But now, you know, something else is bothering me. And so it's just really being like aware is the key to all these things, I think. Well said, self exploration, be aware, self exploration comes after that. Robbie, where else can they go find you? So we're going to put a link for your app, Othership breathing app down below in the podcast notes. You mentioned your Twitter, but where else can they find you? Yeah, so I talk about everything on Twitter that we're building, LinkedIn, and then othership.us is the site for both our physical space where you can check out videos and book if you're in Toronto and also follow along on our next locations. And then it's also the, the app. And so App Store, Play Store, Othership Breathing app. And then we do uh, concerts as well, live breathwork concerts. And they're meant to make um, being social, like fun without alcohol. And so we'll have 100 people, live music, sound healing instruments, vibrating beds, all kinds of stuff. And so we do tours around uh, the US. And so, you know, just DM me on Twitter if you want to be added to that list. Yeah, you were just, you just told me you were just here in Miami uh, last November, which is uh, the best time to come to Miami that time. Uh, that's awesome, Robbie. Thank you for being who you are and how you show up in this world. And I love that you want to fix that 0.8 percent uh 0.8 people of close friends the stat that you mentioned that's a terrible stat thank you for the app that you created thank you for your self-exploration and uh i had a great time with the conversation and i think the listeners did as well so please share this with somebody you believe could get, get value from a conversation like this robbie and i appreciate you taking your time to spend part of your day with me so thank you brother thanks ben i love telling my story and hopefully if there's a tactic that helps and just really grateful you invited me on Thank you so much for listening to that entire conversation with Robbie Bent. Hopefully you now understand the difference between parasympathetic and sympathetic and why you want to really balance that out. If you're inspired to go get his app called the Other Ship Breathing App, click the link in the podcast notes down below. It is a super fun, easy to use, and very beneficial app. Download it today by clicking the link down below in the podcast notes. If this episode was valuable to you, please consider sharing it with a friend. Please leave the podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcast and continue listening as we're going to keep bringing you the best of the best on the Keto Camp Podcast. I want to acknowledge you for listening to the entire episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the entire episode and spending part of your day with me. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. 
Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.